Speculation is running rampant that the Islanders may have reached an agreement with forward Nazem Kadri. We break down what may be going on, what it'll take to bring Kadri in, and whether or not it's a good move for the Islanders. All that and more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. Hey everybody, welcome to the midweek edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could be with us today. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Lots to discuss on today's show as we hope to sort out some of the questions coming in about the Nazem Kadri situation. But first, if you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to talk about on the show, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars. NYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, including trade rumors, free agency rumors, coaching changes, anything that happens to your New York Islanders between now and the start of training camp. We'll have it with our extensive off-season coverage right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. So, so many rumors going around. We talked a little bit about them on Monday, but they're getting louder that maybe Lou Lamorello, Islanders general manager, has a deal in place, sort of a verbal agreement with Nazem Kadri, who spent last year with the Colorado Avalanche winning the Stanley Cup there uh, to come to Long Island and play for the Islanders. And look, Kadri is an unrestricted free agent. He's out there. And the question becomes a few, well, there's a few questions. We start with, uh, is it possible that there is a deal in place? Second, is, does Nazem Kadri help the Islanders, and what does he bring to the table? All of that to be considered here on today's show. Gotta say this first and foremost. Officially, nothing has been signed between Nazem Kadri and the New York Islanders, and when I say nothing has been signed, 
I don't mean there isn't an agreement in place. I mean, nothing has been filed with the league office. Nothing is official. So as of right now, even if Lula Morello and Nazem Kadri's agent have reached some sort of a handshake agreement or verbal agreement, or even if they've signed a contract, until it's filed with the league office, nothing is official. And Nazem Kadri, as of right now, and I'm recording this late Tuesday evening, Nazem Kadri is an unrestricted free agent. Now, as for the question as to whether or not there is some kind of agreement in place to bring Nazem Kadri to the island, it would fit in very nicely with Lou Lamorello's MO. We saw him do it, for example, with Kyle Palmieri last year, where Palmieri and Parise. You know, they reached agreements with the Islanders. All of a sudden, there were no rumors going around that they were going to be signed anywhere else. No no, no other compelling rumors. And all of a sudden, in early September, if I recall correctly, the deals are officially announced and they join the Islanders. So, yes, there's the, there's the sort of M.O., and the reason for what Lou Lamorello did last year and the logical reason for what he may be doing this year, right now, with Kadri, is the cap situation. The Islanders have roughly $11 million in cap space, but they still need to sign Noah Dobson, Kiefer Bellows, and Alexander Romanov. Estimates on those three contracts, you got to figure nine or ten million dollars to sign those three, depending on how long Dobson's deal goes. But you got to be figuring seven million for Dobson, maybe two and a half million for Romanov, maybe a million at most for Bellows. Again, could be a little less. For Dobson if he signs a shorter bridge deal, but you're using up most of the $11 million to re-sign those three players who the Islanders want to keep. And please keep in mind, there have been no substantial rumors over the last few weeks that either Dobson or Romanov or Bellows have been linked to other teams trying to sign them to an offer sheet. So keep that in mind. If the Islanders are going to add Nazem Kadri, it's going to cost them seven, seven and a half, maybe even eight million dollars a year to do that. And that means they have to free up some cap space before they can make any uh, signing with Kadri. And yeah, technically you're allowed to go 10% over the salary cap ceiling before the season gets underway. But if the Islanders sign Kadri first, it makes it more difficult for Lou Lamorello to make a trade with another team to free up some cap space if they know the Islanders are over the cap and must get a deal done. It just puts more pressure on Lamorello and allows other teams to squeeze him out, so to speak, and be tougher with him in negotiations. 
So I understand to a point why you want to get that trade done first and then think about, okay, we'll officially announce the Cadre deal if they have indeed reached one. How do you free up cap space? There are three players who the Islanders have been rumored to be willing to deal more than any other. Simeon Varlamov, the backup goalie right now, who is earning $5 million per season with one year left on his contract. Josh Bailey, also earning $5 million a year with two years left on his contract. And Anthony Bavillier earning $4.1 million per year. You would need to deal one of those players away probably, at minimum, in order to make enough cap space to sign Kadri and the three restricted free agents that we're talking about. But, again, you get the feeling, we know Lou Lamorello has publicly stated he wants to keep both Sorokin and Varlamov. So, he's reluctant to deal Varley. Now, He could be saying that in order to keep the price higher. In other words, I don't really want to do this, but if you really give me a good enough offer, maybe I'll pull the trigger on a deal and give you Semyon Varlamov. So that all could be part of the negotiating track. We know he doesn't want to trade Bailey, and if you trade Josh Bailey with his age, I believe Bales is 33, his diminishing production, you know he's kind of reaching the back end of his career now. He he may have three or four more years left, but he's not going to probably reach the high levels of production that he had in his prime. Uh, so there's that. You may have to add a draft pick or sweeten the deal a little bit to deal Bailey. And then there's Bavillier, one of the few players on the roster who has speed uh, among the forwards, one of the few players who has been very clutch in the playoffs, but so inconsistent. You need takers. And realistically, there's only about 10 teams with the cap space to take on some of these salaries. So the concern or the rumors out there is you want to deal Varlamov, you want to deal Bailey, or you want to deal Bavillier, You may have to throw in some draft picks or pay part of their salary in order to sweeten the deal for whichever team is willing to take these players off your hands. And that's not something Lou Lamorello wants to do. So it's complicated as to why nothing has been done yet. But those are the rumors. That's what's out there. And we will continue to discuss this on the other side of the break when we come back. Is Nazem Kadri a good fit for the New York Islanders? Where would he fit into the lineup? And if they do acquire him, what has to happen to have him fit? We'll talk about that and a whole lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events on the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. 
find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, of course, the NHL, combat sports, esports, tennis, even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live in game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, Nazem Kadri, does he help the Islanders? And my answer to that really is yes, but, and I'll explain why. We've already said it would probably take seven to eight million dollars on a multi-year deal to sign Nazem Kadri as a free agent. Kadri is coming off a career-high year with 87 points. He had 28 goals, 59 assists in 71 games last year. Now keep in mind, those are numbers he put up while playing for the Colorado Avalanche, one of the most talented offensive teams in the league. You probably have to cut that production a little bit if he moves on to the Islanders. Uh, Maybe instead of 87 points in 71 games, we're closer to, in 82 games, let's say 60 to 65 points. I would say, you know, 25 goals and 35 to 40 assists is probably, you know, 20 to 25 goals, 30 to 35 assists is probably a more realistic number for Kadri. Now, Kadri is going to turn 32 before the season starts. October 6th, he'll turn 32. The bad news is that means that whatever value you get for Kadri is going to have to be at the beginning of this contract because after the first, let's say, two or three years, he starts to get into those mid-30s, you expect the production to drop. You also have to expect that the fact that he's a veteran player kind of appeals to Lou Lamorello, who has always favored veteran people with proven track records. So that's sort of a double-edged sword there. The big issue in my mind, you have some real pluses with Kadri. He's won a Stanley Cup, did that this year. He does give you a certain type of leadership, although I don't know that he'd necessarily fit in as a leader on the Islanders per se. He is not afraid to shoot the puck. He had about three and a half shots on goal per game uh, with 247 shots on goal in 71 games, 439 shots attempted, which was his highest mark since 2015-2016. So you got that. He averaged a little over 19 minutes per game in ice time which is his career high last year. 19 minutes, 14 seconds. He is certainly an asset on the power play. In fact, he had 21 power play assists and eight power play goals this past season. Uh, So he will be a boost to the power play. To me, the big issue with Nazem Kadri 
the age I can live with, although I don't like the idea of giving him anything longer than a three- or four-year contract, which you're going to have to give him if you sign him as a free agent. The big issue for me is that he's a center, and that is the one position that, other than goaltender, among skaters, center is the one position that the Islanders are more or less set at. You've got Barzal, Nelson, Pajot, and Sezikis. Four solid centers where you got, you know, clearly the only player on the Islanders who's a bona fide first-line player on a good offensive team, Matthew Barzal. You've got Brock Nelson, who led your team in goals this past year, solid second-line pivot. J.G. Pajot on your third line. Didn't have a great year last year, but, you know, he'll give you the, let's say, 18 to 25 goals a year. Kill penalties, give you that second power play uh, time as well. And, you know, Sezikis, sort of a heart and soul guy, good on faceoffs, good on penalty kills, one of the leaders on the identity line. But if you sign Kadri, Kadri doesn't want to play wing. He's a center, hasn't played wing in a very long time and never really for that long. You're going to move Barzal to the wing? Don't think so. His skating ability really sets him up to be best at center. Going to move Brock Nelson to the wing? Probably not the best idea either. Now again, maybe you trade away one of those four centers in order to free up, you know, the cap space. You're not trading Barzi. I don't think you're trading Brock at this point. Pajot, I know the coaching staff in the past has been super high on him. They're overpaying him at $5 million a year. No question about that. But I don't think they want to trade him. I don't think they want to trade Zeke either. You then are in a situation where the guy you're bringing in to help your team's offense requires you to juggle your lineup in a way that somebody is going to be playing out of position whether it's the guy you're about to sign, whether it's your best skating center and your top offensive weapon, or your number one goal scorer, or your most versatile two-way center, it is not an easy situation to try to pin down. It would make a lot more sense for the Islanders to bring in a wing who is younger than Nazem Kadri. Uh and have that player be added to the mix. Now, look, J.T. Miller, yeah, you know, also a center. Vladimir Tarasenko, uh, again, a player who is a wing and probably would give you that juice, that guy you could pair with Barzal, to make things better for the Islanders lineup. I don't want to bring in Nazem Kadri, primarily because he's a center, secondarily because of his age, and I just don't think because he's a center primarily, and because you have to give up another player and or two, and you have to switch 
somebody's position around the Islanders would be better off getting a winger. And if you've got to make a trade anyway to bring in that scoring winger, you could incorporate, whether it's Varlamov or Bavillier or Bailey or whoever you might be able to trade, you can incorporate that as part of the deal that brings you in that wing who can put the puck in the net makes more sense to me than bringing in Nazem Kadri. Now, that being said, would Nazem Kadri's addition make the Islanders' offense better? Yeah, it would. But there are other issues that come up because of age, because of position, that lead me to believe that if I'm Lou Lamorello, that wouldn't be my first choice, probably wouldn't be my second choice. If it happens and the Islanders do sign uh, Kadri, I think you run with it, but overall, bringing in a winger, to me, who's younger than 32, would make a heck of a lot more sense than bringing in Nazem Kadri. What'll Lou do? We'll see, and we'll keep you posted right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. When we come back, our Islanders birthday of the day, and it is a current Islanders player. Let's see if you can... Uh, Guess who that is? All that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. And Thursday is the 27th birthday of Islanders goaltender Ilya Sorokin. Sorokin, uh, a native of Russia. I'm not even going to try to pronounce. Okay, I am going to try to pronounce It's Mezderchensk, Russia, and I hope I even came close to doing that justice. But Sorokin, uh, a native of Russia, played in the KHL for nine seasons before joining the Islanders. Islanders drafted him way back in 2014 in the third round, made his debut with the Isles in 2020-2021, and put up great numbers in 22 games, had a 2-1-7 goals against average, and a 13-6-3 record. Did even better as far as the save percentage was concerned this past year. It went up from 9-18 in his rookie NHL campaign to 9-25, although the goals against went up. Had seven shutouts last year. The goals against went from 2-1-7 to 2.40. And the one-loss record, well, 26-18-8 last year for Ilya Sorokin. We're going to go back and look at one of Sorokin's better games with the Isles. A pivotal game at that. Game 5 of the Islanders' first-round playoff series against the Pittsburgh Penguins, May 24th, 2021. This is Game 5 in Pittsburgh And the Islanders and Penguins are all even at two. Sorokin, obviously, the goalie for the Islanders. Tristan Jarry is the Penguins' netminder. And it was the Penguins on the board first. Josh Bailey called for slashing. Evgeny Malkin is first of the playoffs from Chris Letang and Brian Rust at 8-20. Isles down 1-0. But they bounce back. Anthony Bavillier with 55 seconds left in the period. His second of the playoffs. Josh Bailey and Nick Letty with the assists. After 20 minutes, Isles won, Pens won. 
Brian Rust makes it 2-1 Penguins with the only goal of the second period. Sidney Crosby and Chris Letang, the assists at 7.37. After 40 minutes, Isles down by a goal, 2-1. But Jordan Eberle ties the score at the 8.50 mark of the third period. Uncle Leo, Leo Komarov and J.G. Pajot with the assists. We go to overtime. Nobody scores in overtime. We go to double overtime. And less than a minute in, the game winner, Josh Bailey, who came up so big in those playoffs, his third unassisted at 51 seconds. And the Islanders were up in the game. They win it 3-2, and they took a 3-2 series lead. But for Ilya Sorokin, our Islanders' birthday of the day, he played 80 minutes and 51 seconds of goal, made 48 saves in 50 shots, including some huge ones in overtime and late in the third period where, you know, the Islanders needed Sorokin and he came up big. Now he is the undisputed number one goalie on this team and the Islanders are counting on him to be the man this season and beyond. So happy 27th birthday to Islanders goaltender Ilya Sorokin. He is our Islanders birthday of the day. Love to hear what you think about bringing in Nazem Kadri. Do you think it's a good idea? Would you prefer a winger to a center, a younger player to Kadri? Or do you think a guy with a cup ring and the experience that Kadri brings to the table is just what the Islanders need? Email us, comment on YouTube on the show, talk to me on Twitter. Welcome your comments anytime right here, and if you have some good comments, we'll be happy to read them on the show on Friday when the the time comes, so feel free to contact me about that. Obviously, if there is any major breaking news, we will have it for you right here on Locked on Islanders. I'll go to Twitter first and then do a podcast, probably an emergency podcast, to discuss it if and when news breaks. I want to thank you once again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We will be back Friday morning, uh, really midnight Thursday night slash Friday morning on YouTube, a couple of minutes after that on your audio podcatchers. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.